0: Within the fantasies of Christmas, there are hallowed moments of reverence. And moments, too, that bubble with effervescent laughter and merriment. There are figures simple and sincere as the shepherds on the Judean hills. And as complex and frivolous as Charles II of England, playing host at a holiday feast. You didn't know Charles II had much to do with Christmas? Well, so an old legend claims he did And it makes a mighty interesting story as woven into the fantasies and facts of Christmas. But before we consider the legends and fantasies, let's turn to facts about Christmas that may well make your holiday merrier from this friend of ours. Charles was a gay young blade, as anyone who read Forever Amber will firmly agree. But there were times when a sense of royal responsibility dimmed his laughter. There were times when he recognized a hail fellow well-met friendship and the bootlicking respect his followers offered him as a fraud. There were times when Charles hungered for solid respect from both friend and enemy, and he knew his own shortcomings precluded his ever earning such a precious homage. Such a mood came upon him suddenly, one Christmas Eve. The hall had rung with song and story, with laughter and shouts of fellowship, and the wassail cup had been lifted a bit too often. But though the feasting had gone on for hours, there was still platter after platter loading the table. The pheasant and the pigeons were reduced to bones but the suckling pig had only been whittled at, and a huge roast loin of beef awaited still the slash of the hunting knife. So King Charles stood, and in the boarding house manners of those days reached far down the table, slashed off a slab of beef, stabbed it with the point of his knife, and conveyed it, dripping with gravy, to his own plate. Suddenly he was sated with jokes, songs, and toasts. He applied himself diligently to the beef and heard only absent-mindedly the shouted conversation that eddied around him. He looked down the long table at the men, all intent on eating and drinking until they could hold no more. Are these my friends? He asked himself. These men who jumped to do my bidding are only here because I am king. If our positions were reversed, which, if any of them, would lift his hand to help me? True, Charles II was not a very good king. But as long as he reigned, he knew that men and women too, for that matter, would fawn on him and hope for favors in return. As he sat eating his piece of beef, he pondered that after all, one of the best friends a man has in good food. And he smiled a little to think of a piece of beef ever asking for a favor. Charles's followers were boasting now how loyally they served their sovereign. One shouted of how he had in battle deflected a sword that would surely have ended Charles' life at the cost of taking a serious wound. Another told of his wise counsel that protected Charles from the self-seeking politicians who wanted to whittle away some of his royal rights, and soon the boasting deteriorated into out-and-out quarreling. Charles was beset by angry cries from one, then another demanding that he acclaim them his most loyal servant and his most loyal subject. Charles looked at them in disgust, and finally he rose and drew his sword in a sudden flashing of anger. And those who pushed against him now pushed just as eagerly back, not knowing what to expect of their temperamental king. And Charles laughed. (laughs) Who serves me best? Is there any here who does not first serve himself? (laughs) As to who serves me best, None serves me better than this royal roast loin of beef. And so it shall stand equal in rank to the company it is in. I hereby raise it to knighthood and dub it Sir Loin. And Sir Loin it has been ever since. (laughs)
1: bang <laughs> bang
0: Being the Christmas season, may I add that anyone who sinks a tooth into a sirloin these days may well believe in Santa Claus. But now let us turn from legend, from fantasy to fact. In this word from a friend of ours. When roast loin of beef earned the title of Sir Loin. Christmas carols and Christmas poems came to castle and cottage alike by way of the wandering minstrels. bounded away, with Santa tucked up snug and warm in a sleigh, they circled the world with a flourish and then they turned their heads homeward blithely again. They traveled the moonbeams and plunged through the clouds, they danced on the iceberg so wane in their shrouds, they spread through the great blizzards and on lakes of ice, they skated in whirls with wondrous device. They swung about mountains and dashed over hills, but Santa rode safely, enjoying the thrills. Those eight tiny reindeer, so swift and so fleet, had circled the world twice on their dainty feet. Do you think they were tired? Still prancing gay, to jingle of merry bells they drew the sleigh. With a dash through the drifts to Santa Claus town, not once did they stop with a spirited bound. They made for the gate, then to their stable, the reindeer dashed on, still speedy and able. And there they fed well on fairyland hay. It may have been gingerbread, I couldn't say. Oh, Santa at last, now at home in his house, took his boot from his feet, and still as a mouse, he seated himself by his good fire, and then he fell fast asleep. I think that again. He circled the world, for now in his dreams did chuckle and smile and so likely, it seems, the children's small stockings he filled yet anew, for Santa, of course, never cares to be through. Wishing for you this day a happy Christmas and I would send you those gifts which are beyond price, which outlast time and bridge all space. I wish you all laughter and pure joy, a merry heart and a clear conscience, and love which thinks no evil, is not easily provoked, and seeks not its own. The fragrance of flowers, the sweet associations of holly and mistletoe and fir. The memory of deep woods, of peaceful hills, and of the mantling snow which guards the sleep of all God's creatures. I wish that the spirit of Christmas tide may draw you into companionship with him who giveth all. The little Christ hands are beckoning us to come within the circle of his faith and his love. Where are bright angels and everyday saints and all goodness, truth, and beauty. It is the feast of the child. Come, let us adore him. Christmas is many things to many people. And to you and yours on this Christmas, this word from a friend of ours... Do you remember way back when this was Christmas? Rolling hills and pygmy canyons, knee-deep in soft, fluffy snow, nights radiant with pale light. Sleigh rides, bells dancing on crisp, quiet air. Weeks of dashing in after frosty hikes from school to smell the sweet, spicy fragrance of mother's Christmas cookies. Dad's mysterious trips to town to bring in those wonderful, rustly packages that he hid in the closet. Sunday afternoon jaunts to the woods to pick mistletoe, bittersweet and cedar boughs to decorate the parlor. Or China Berry Pods to make beads for a friend. This was Christmas. Carefully saving pennies for that very special gift. Lingering hours along counters, overflowing with the magic spoils of Christmas. The heart-twisting decision between the gaudy brooch or the warm gloves that Mother needs. Long, hungry looks at those beautiful doll creatures with real hair. This was Christmas stringing night, the tantalizing aroma of mother's fresh popcorn, which couldn't be eaten until enough was strung for the tree, singing carols while hanging ornaments on the tree, mistletoe on the chandeliers, bells on the doors, heaping bowls of nuts, peppermint sticks, twisted candy, big round oranges, shiny red apples, cracking nigger toes on a flat iron, and then Christmas Eve. An early supper, but who could eat? That delightful bedlam of dressing for the Christmas program. Shining faces, combed down hair, and away we went, singing and chattering through crisp, clear night to the little country church. Ah, that giant Christmas tree, shimmering with stars, glittering tinsel, multicolored lights, dolls and toys bulging from every spring, grown-up songs and childish speeches, Let breathless wait for my turn to recite. And at last, Santa with his endless bags of treats and toys. The soul-crushing moment when he gives the real hair doll to Susan across the aisle. And the greeting of friends. And then home again to hang up stockings and rush to bed to sleep nervously the expectant night away. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Day. At six in the morning, that tumbling race down the stairs. A real hair doll, prettier than Susan's, sticking a head out of a stocking. Eggnog, as only Dad could make it. For breakfast, but who could eat? And again church, this time to sing hymns and pray. No school, a whole week to play with Santa's treasures, trips through drifting snow to Grandma's house. Bobsleds and ice skating, family reunions, the awesome, thrilling, spellbinding tones of majestic chimes tolling Silent Night. All of this and much more meant Merry Christmas when I was young.
1: Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on a special night? Santa comes around on a special night. Special night.
0: what christmas meant to me when i was young and here is something that can mean a bright christmas for you from a friend of ours Hello. Other things to me, Christmas Eve means memory. Shifting scenes that come and go, like faint sweet bells across the snow. Flakes of memory drifting down on the friendly roofs of a little town. Handle-lit windows through which one sees firelight mirrored on tinsel trees. A mantle with stockings hanging there and whispered laughter upon the stair. The smell of spice through all the house and the crisp, clean scent of hemlock boughs. Snow's fingertips at the window pane and a voice long mute that speaks again. Each Yuletide season becomes a part of the treasure stored in a childish heart. I ask for mine, though their road wind far, no other light than the shepherd's star. The birth of Christ, that white supreme event, its light outshining every shining thing, glows quite as clear today as when God sent his Son to be our Savior and our King. O earth, receive him. And, O men, proclaim the honor and the glory of his name. Hail the Christ. Though roads and paths grow dim, make room, O seeking hearts, make room for him.